3: Yo, 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 yo,
4: yo, 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 yo,
5: yo.
6: Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, d.J. Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the Planet. is Tuesday. And good morning, Toronto.
3: Hey, what's happening? Yes, it's a Tuesday. Hey. Yeah, I finally got some sleep last night. It's been hard to sleep. Ever since my uh my 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 friend left us uh, last week, Jasmine Waters, uh it's been very difficult to sleep. And I finally got about six hours of sleep last night. So I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm bright eyed bright-eyed and halfway
6: bushy tailed this morning. Okay, because you swaddled like a little mm-hmm. uh newborn baby right now. Oh, I definitely got, got my blanket. Got your blanket all the way up blanket. to your neck, it's all uh, tucked in and everything. Okay.
3: Yeah, I just rolled out of bed. Literally, what? I looked at the clock. It was five forty-seven. I was like, Ah, oh. I think I was getting close to that nice little bit of REM sleep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That drooling going, and I had a dream last night too. Oh man, what you dream about? I think I don't want to say. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't anything crazy or kinky. It was just a particular person in it. I'm sitting, I'm like, well, I'm like, why was that person in my dream? Who was this guy? I'm not saying. Not saying nothing. I'm gonna keep that to mind. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna tuck that one in. Okay, I may share it at a later date. Yeah. All right. It was, a, well, it was a random dream though. The person was just driving. The mm. person was just driving. Yeah. And then they were supposed to give me a ride, but they rolled right past me. It was crazy. <laughs> it was <weird>. Okay.
6: <laughs> okay. What about you? You you good? No dreams? No craziness? Nobody uh, rolled right past you?
7: Yeah, no, nothing crazy. I'm. I was looking at why is Lecrae trending right now. That's what I was just looking at. I see God. he interviewed. I see he interviewed the CEO of Chick Fil A, Dan Cathy.
3: Oh really? Oh, that sounds amazing. Now that sounds that, that's an amazing interview. I haven't even watched it yet, but that sounds amazing on paper. It does Lecrae interviews the president of Chick Fil A? Wow. Yeah, definitely <laughs> does. Must really like that, Lecrae must really like that sandwich. You need to sit down with that man and figure out why this guy uh, goes against all that he believes, probably uh, in, in, in the scripture. Yeah, I
7: don't know. I'm I'm looking at the comments. It doesn't look too positive. It looks like the CEO Chick Fil A was talking about why slavery was a white blessing, and trying to explain oh why that was.
6: Well, I definitely got it. Yeah, we definitely you. got to see that. I haven't even watched I don't know the I haven't heard it yet. Yes. I'm
7: just looking at yeah, I'm just looking at the trending. Sheesh. I, I I
3: haven't I haven't watched the interview, but I can absolutely see why a white person would think slavery was a white blessing. 400 years of free labor? Hell, yeah. yes. That was a blessing to white people. 100%. I can totally see why he would say that. Or why he would think
6: that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news what we talking about?
7: Uh, we are going to be talking about Donald Trump and police reform. What is he proposing
6: right now? All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. N.V. Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee?
7: Well, let's start with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Now, he did an interview on an ESPN special called The Return of Sports. And he talks about Colin Kaepernick. Here's what he said.
3: If he wants to resume his career in the NFL, that obviously is going to take a team to make that decision. But I welcome that uh, support a club making that decision and encourage them to do that. If his efforts are not on the field, but and continuing to work in this space, uh, we welcome to that to that table and, and to be able to help us and guide us and help us make better decisions about the kinds of things that need to be done in communities. Uh, we have invited him in before, and we want to make sure that uh, everybody's welcome at that table. He said all that before. He said that when um, they had the press conference with, with, with Jay-Z, you know, he he said the same exact thing, that he welcomes any team to sign Colin Kaepernick and that how they've been invited him to be a part of the Inspire Change uh, situation before. But if I was Colin Kaepernick, I would, I would not want to come back to the NFL. Number one, Colin, been bigger than football for a couple of years now. And to me, his purpose is just way greater than, than than football. He does the NFL more favors than the NFL could possibly do him at this point. Yeah, but you could tell but he, he does really wants to play. Yeah, he does want
6: to. He absolutely positively wants yeah, to play. He so, wants to prove uh, that I, he I, can I'm still sure. play, and I'm sure he wants to win a ring. I'm sure he does, but I wouldn't if I
3: was him.
7: Right. Well, I mean, his whole life, you know, he's been playing football, and that's his career. So I guess when you feel like something that you love doing is taken from you,
5: you still want to do it. the protest
3: was never... You know, the protest was never about, you know, uh, Colin not having a job in the league. I think it turned into that. You know, we mm-hmm. all know what he was originally taking a knee for. He was taking a knee for everything that everybody's in the streets protesting against now. But then eventually it turned into this, you know, we got to get Colin back in the league. Uh, that that never what the protest was about. And if we are saying NBA players shouldn't play because entertainment is a distraction, should one of the greatest symbols of social justice out here, Colin Kaepernick, should he play? Wouldn't that be a distraction? Well, that's a, I think that's the, his own personal
7: decision, though. That's a personal thing though for him. I'm, we can't I'm yeah, just, we I'm can't just, tell I'm, Colin how to feel about playing or not. playing. I'm,
3: I'm just I'm I'm just talking about everybody else's personal logic when it comes to what they say is a distraction. That's, and a distraction. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. That's what I'm speaking.
7: All right. About. Now let's give a rest in peace to Olu Watoyin, aka Toyin Salau. she was nineteen years old, a Black Lives Matter activist, and Victoria Sims, seventy-five years old, a volunteer for AARP. They were both found Saturday night in Southeast Tallahassee. Uh, and they do have a man in custody in connection with the homicides of these two women who went missing last week. So according to police, Aaron Galilee, who's 49 years old, had been arrested and was being held at Leon County Jail. Those charges are felony murder and kidnapping. They have not given a motive for the crimes as of now. But this was something that was definitely being discussed and had gone viral. They had discussed Toyin's tweets she said, anyways, I was molested in Tallahassee, Florida by a black man this morning at 530. The man offered to give me a ride to find some place to sleep and recollect my belongings from a church. I, I, I refuse, refused to a couple of days back to escape unjust living conditions. He came disguised as a man of God and ended up picking me up from nearby Saxon Street. I entered his truck only because I carry anything to defend myself, not even a phone, which is currently at the church, and I have poor vision. I trusted the Holy Spirit to keep me safe. And she said, when we arrived at his house, he offered me a shower, and I thanked him and showered, and he gave me a change of clothes. He exposed himself to me, and then he said, I told him about a sexual assault situation that happened to me in March, and he tried to, well, it was, uh, anyway, basically he talks about being, she talks about being harassed after seeking shelter and she was sexually assaulted and now they did find her body and they have found a man that they say did it so i know that story had gone viral and we hadn't discussed it before but want to make sure that justice is here and we want to also extend our condolences to the family and friends of both of those women
6: absolutely yes indeed absolutely all right well that is front page news get it off your chest 800-585-1051 if you're upset you need to vent hit us up right now our phone lines are wide open for you the number again is 800-585-1051 it's the breakfast club good morning
0: the breakfast club Let's go. this is your time to get it off your chest whether you're man or blessed we want to hear from you on the breakfast club so if you got something on
1: your mind let it out hello who's this Yo, MV, what's up, man? Good morning. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Mr. Good morning.
7: Brother. Good morning. Yeah, it's
1: Brick. It's Brick from Brooklyn. Um, what's up, bro? Yo, I want to talk about my anxiety, bro. I've really developed serious anxiety through all the stuff that's been going on. From the you know normal, normal. to 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 especially now since I see what happened to Mr. Brooks in Atlanta. Like it just triggered it even more, and I can't even sleep. And I think to myself that. I'm, a, I'm, I'm in my 30s, in my late 30s, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty much healthy. And if I'm developing this kind of anxiety at this point, like how many other people are going through this right now? And how are we going to even tackle that after, not even after doing this whole thing? How can you tackle? What can you, I'm asking Charlamagne, what can I do for my anxiety? Cause I've been running. I've been trying to exercise. I, I, since I've been home, I've been really getting sleep. But it's still there. And I, I did something to my mom yesterday, which I think I shouldn't have been, where I showed her these videos, and she's been having a hard time um, dealing with her anxiety, too, from being home. And I think I triggered her anxiety even more, too, because this is such, it's such a hectic time, you know? Well, well, like,
0: well, number, one,
3: number, one, number one, you're not alone. Uh, the Washington Post just put out an article on June 12th that talks about how depression and anxiety has spiked among black Americans after George Floyd's death. And, you know, number two, you're already on the right track. You know, you said you, 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 you're you running and, you know, you're exercising. But really, you need to sit down and talk to somebody. Therapy therapy is absolutely, positively the best thing for my anxiety. When I sit down and I talk to my teletherapist, uh, my sacred purpose coach, that's absolutely the best thing. I would find somebody to talk to.
1: Hey, tell them in. That, yes, sir. that man, Mr. Brooks, Mr. Brooks right? Yep. We've all by the cop before. almost everything correct. Like I never be so polite that got stopped by the cop before. He did everything correct, and he still died. That 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 shocked me. though. Like I, I don't understand. And that shocked me in the sense of we know that it happened, but like he did everything correct. He said yes, sir. He he he, he said no, sir. He, he he agreed to everything that they, that they wanted him to do. And I could I I know I've been stopped by the cops before, and I think about it like you. What cops don't think about is like you have a job in the morning, or you got kids that are waiting for you at home. That's right. That's right. And you got family, right? And you stop a guy from falling asleep, and he ends up dying, and he told you his daughter was home waiting on him, right? Or he lived up the block. So I don't know. I just it's so much to listen. You
4: got
3: you 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 gotta you gotta learn to protect your mind from trauma, man. Doctor Rita Walker have posted these three tips. And it was so good about, you know, protecting your mind from trauma. Number one, you got to acknowledge your grief for the victims, whether it's George Floyd or, you know, uh, the brother in Atlanta or Breonna Taylor. You got to acknowledge your grief for the victims and for the black community. You got to avoid watching videos of violence toward black people. I know it's hard. You know, to turn our eyes away from that, but you kind of got to avoid it. And sometimes you got to, all the time, you got to take a quiet moment to gain some peace of mind. Just sit or stand outside if you can, man. Take a few deep breaths. Don't do that to yourself. You're you re-traumatizing yourself over and over and over and over. But well, thank you for calling, bro. Get it off your and invest chest. In your, inv- invest in your mental wealth, everybody,
6: man. Especially at a time like this. Guard your energy, man. Protect your mind from trauma. 800-585-1051. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this?
6: Hey, this is Misty. Hey, Misty, good morning. Get it off your chest. Get off my chest.
5: I was just uh, thinking the Black Lives Matter movement. And again, I'm a white female. I cannot um, even pretend to relate to what the black community is going through right now. And I listen to you guys a lot, you know, to try to get a different perspective on things. Oh, but the you. Black Lives Matter movement is, is frustrating me because it seems like the black lives don't care about other black lives. Black on oh, black oh, shut up. violence <laughs> is, is, is far worse shut up.
3: than Hey, shut yeah. up. I tell you I'm saying this to you respectfully. There's nothing you can say wider than that. Okay. <laughs> like, well, okay. Like, there's nothing. There, there's wrong. nothing you can say wider than that. What do you mean? Prove you prove wrong? Me wrong. I don't have to prove you wrong. I don't because what you're doing right now is you're all lives mattering us right now. Okay, and it's not about that. It's about no, no, uh, no Black. Nope, I mean, I'm I'm it's about police that. officers killing on ar- killing unarmed black and brown people right now. Don't come to a cancer rally at, asking about why ain't nobody in here talking about apes. Okay, how about more white people are
5: killed by police officers than black
3: people? Well, that's 56%. because there's more white people on this planet, but by per per capita, more black. If you're people. talking
7: about percentage wise, it's a different story. Okay, but and, if you're gonna and use you that. do know as yes. yes. that and sorry? you do know that white people co- uh, kill white people, black people kill black people, Asian people kill Asian people because they're in the communities together. That's just what happens. Yeah, but we're
5: not saying white white lives matter. Well,
7: I, I,
3: you mean, a I don't though? see anybody
5: doing okay. that.
3: Ask you a question based off what you just said. Uh, there's a statistic, and it's a simple statistic because I know why people love statistics. Black Americans are 2.5 times more likely than whites to be killed by police. Explain that when but it's they, way but, more. But, y'all.
5: They're but they're not. But they're not. What you mean? They're yes, they are. Than, but the, the, no, 50 percent, 56 percent.
3: Most states police, police forces. Most.
2: Court.
3: Most states police forces kill black people at a higher rate per capita than white people. That is a statistical Do you ever think, baby, it's
2: because
5: more black people
3: commit crimes? Oh, my goodness. All right, no. go, go brush your teeth. Go brush all your right. teeth. Up this morning. You ain't goggled yet. You ain't floss. You ain't brush your teeth. You just got oh mayonnaise goodness. all on your tongue, and you just put spreading that mayonnaise. And FYI, white Toronto people commit
7: crimes just as much as black people do. Black people are just more likely to be arrested and charged and actually serve a longer uh, sentence. But let me, uh, let me ask you a com- question.
3: White people committed the greatest crime, okay, which hmm. was
6: slavery. All right, knock it off. Let me ask you a question, right? When it it comes to... She really
7: thought she was saying something. When
6: it comes to people like that, do you try to explain or you just hang up and just let it go? Well, for the sake of reason you try to explain. Because you you, you You try to explain, but you know, they're not really trying to understand.
7: Uh, She could easily Google any facts and numbers. Uh, I think people are willfully ignorant sometimes and choose to uh, spew out what they want to when they could easily do some research and find it out themselves, if they so choose.
3: If she was... If she would put that goddamn mayonnaise jar down and stop eating the mayonnaise right out the the jar with a spoon, then she could use both hands to use Google, okay? But it's hard hard to Google when you got that mayonnaise jar in one hand and that big thing, that big spoon in the other, okay?
7: You can uh, Google any article, stop using black-on-black crime to deflect away from police brutality. It explains and breaks down all the numbers and how everything can be explained to people. So do some research yourself before you even try to go out there. Just trying to help out any white people that want to use this as a defense. Just please do the research yourself before you even say that.
6: Now, why is the term Black Lives Matter so touchy to white people? It's definitely a trigger for white people. Like, why, why is it a
3: trigger nobody, to say Black Lives and, Matter? And, 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 and nobody is saying that uh, white lives don't matter or human life doesn't matter. We're just saying at this particular point in time, uh, we're screaming Black
6: Lives Matter because y'all act like they don't. I don't know why it's, it's a trigger. simple. Like, why is that a trigger? Black lives matter. Ah! Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, you know what? Did you hey, see
7: look. that story about about the pastor who they were about? They were dump Some white people were dumping a refrigerator on a property that he owned. And he asked them to not dump the refrigerator there. And then they started trying to attack him. And then he had to pull out a gun to defend himself. It was him by himself and I think like five white people. And when the cops came, they ended up arresting the black pastor and not the people that were yelling out racial slurs in front of the police at him.
3: Really? It sounds about white.
7: I got to find the whole story. Uh, but it was a whole situation, and they actually did um, suspend some of the police officers as well and apologize to him.
6: All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way?
3: Happy born day to Tupac, too, man. Today's Tupac's born day. Pac would have been 46 years old today. on the clues, bomb for
7: Pac. Yes, Tupac is trending this morning to Happy Birthday Tupac. And we mm-hmm. are going to talk about Howard Stern. And he is now speaking out after this blackface video that he did has surfaced.
6: All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Pusha T.
0: It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
7: Well, congratulations to Pusha T and to his wife, Virginia. They have their first child together, Nigel Bricks Thornton. His, their son was born on June 11th, and he shared a picture of his son on Instagram with his name, his birth date, and a rocket. Yeah, so congratulations. congratulations to them.
6: Yeah, shout to Pusha T. Congratulations to them.
3: Pusha. Uh, salute to Push. Drop on the clues, bounce, with Pusha T. And push it's me, Seed, and it's Queen. Blessings to y'all.
7: Yeah, they got married two years ago after they had been dating for years. And now they have a little baby. All mm-hmm. right, and also congratulations to Tiana Taylor. She is now the latest muse for MAC Cosmetics. So they have teamed up. And she said that she's been playing with MAC products since she was 15 years old, Mm -hmm. coming up with her own concoctions to get personalized colors and all of that. And she said she was inspired to work with that brand because of their history of celebrating women of color through similar collaborations. They've done collabs with Nicki Minaj, Aaliyah, Rihanna, Mary J. Blige. Uh, so she said, I've been a fan of MAC ever since I was 15. It was the first brand that made me like makeup. I'm so grateful and excited to be sharing this beautiful collection I created with the MAC team, but also hoping to inspire other young women that anything and everything is possible.
6: Yeah, congratulations to her.
7: Yeah, Absolutely. that's, that's
3: a, a it. Right, I'm dropping soon. I saw the track list. I don't know
7: what day it comes Friday. out. But yeah, yeah let's it might see. be this
6: Friday. Mm-hmm.
7: All right. Now, Howard Stern has spoken after a video has resurfaced of him in blackface. Now, the video was from a New Year's Eve special back in 1993, and this was resurfaced after Donald Trump Jr. retweeted the clip of the performance, and here's what it sounded like.
4: Oh, hush up. I hate blackface. I just can't get this shit off. (laughs) Besides, Whoopi Dunn wrote everything I'm going to say here tonight, so it's all right. Ain't that right, you smelly (laughs) n***a?
7: Now, Howard Stern also told Variety, the ish I did was effing crazy. I'll be the first to admit I won't go back and watch those old shows. It's just like, who is that guy? But that was my shtick. That's what I did, and I own it. I don't think I got embraced by Nazi groups and hate groups. They seemed to think I was against them, too. Everybody had a bone to pick with me. And he said, I was able to change my approach, able to change my life and change how I communicated. If I had to do it all over again, would I lampoon Ted Danson, a white guy in blackface? Yeah, I was lampooning him and saying, I'm going to shine a light on this. But would I go about it the same way now? Probably not. And here's what else he had to say on his show on Sirius.
4: Attacking me during the coronavirus and during Black Lives Matter is absolutely f***ing crazy. You want to concentrate on me and bully me and, you know, and, and expose me, you know, with all the uh, TV shows I've done. They're, they're all out there. There's nothing new here. We all know I was the craziest mother on radio. You know, I'm excited about gay rights, telling you not to beat up gay people. And uh, I'm excited about the changes that are coming out of Black Lives Matter. Watching that guy choke to death. It's, it's sickening and appalling. And it's ridiculous, and I think real change might be in the air. I mean, he's right. You know, it happens to the best of us. You just got to
3: take the L on that one. Yes, Howard's grown. Yes, he's evolved. But all that stuff did happen. Do I think it's stupid for people to be giving out retroactive speeding tickets? Yes, I think it is highly ridiculous to hold people accountable for things they said publicly back in the day because the rules were totally different back then. The speed limit was totally faster in entertainment. But you can't tell people... Everything was edgier. That's
6: true. Everything was more risky.
3: Everything was more shocking.
6: Yeah, but you can't tell yeah, people can't how to feel, you know what I mean? Because like somebody like Taylor, for instance, one of our producers, she's never heard it. So when she heard it for the first time just a second ago, she was like, wow, I didn't know that. You know what yeah, I mean? So but some you, people just hear got, it for the first but, time and they feel away, you know? But
3: you, but you got to put things in context. You can't, that that was Howard Stern in the early 1990s. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Howard Stern mm-hmm. said that yesterday. Because if that was the case, and Living Color wouldn't fly now, Chappelle's mm-hmm. show might not fly, all the great movies from the 90s wouldn't fly, majority of the music definitely wouldn't fly. Okay, mm-hmm. some of your favorite rappers that you love in the door now have used gay slurs and said Absolutely. some wild stuff on records. Okay, it was a totally different time
6: back then. Context matters. But if somebody hears it now and feels away, they can still feel away. But, hey, I'm with you. I mean, it was a different time. Context. A different place. Context.
7: All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is
6: your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. When we come back, we got some front-page news. What are we talking about?
7: Yes, we'll be talking about a black officer who was fired from the Buffalo Police Department, and that was for stopping a white colleague's chokehold. Now they are saying we deserve a new set of eyes on that case after what happened with George Floyd.
6: All right, we'll get into that next Keep It Locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start
7: with another hanging that happened. A man in Houston was found hanging from a tree. And according to the Houston police, they said he was a Hispanic man who took his own life and that no foul play is suspected at this time. Now, his family did say that he was suicidal, but they are still investigating and they are going to do a thorough investigation. So... If they think they didn't think at the time that there was any foul play, but I guess we will see what happens. Mm -hmm. As you know, everybody's on edge because they're nervous of what, what a challenging time this is. We did hear about two, three other hangings, actually two in California and one in New York. As of recently, the person in New York, Dominique Alexander, and then in California, Robert Fuller and Malcolm Harsh.
3: You know, it's, 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 it's a very, very, very weird situation because I do not understand how none of these um, hangings outside are being captured on any type of surveillance camera. There's no surveillance cameras anywhere around these hangings. Like, it's just weird to me because
6: we live in an era where everything is on camera nowadays. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. We don't see a glimpse of it. We don't see them walking somewhere. Like, uh, nothing. It uh, makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm.
7: All right, now let's talk about Rayshard Brooks. And police have released the disciplinary histi- history for two of the officers in Rashard Rayshard Brooks shooting. So Officer Garrett Wolf record shows a use-of-force complaint from September 19, 2016 that resulted in a written reprimand the following year. And also several citizen complaints, all with notes that no action was taken. And Officer Devin Brosnan has two firearm discharges on his record. Both entered on the record this month. So... Uh, they are releasing right. those records, and they also are weighing charges for both officers in Rayshard Brooks' shooting. Now, Rayshard Brooks's wife spoke at a press conference, and here's what she said. Tamika Miller is her name.
2: There's no justice that can ever make me feel happy about what's been done. I can never get my husband back. I can never get my best friend. I can never tell my daughter, oh, he's coming to take you skating or swimming lessons. So... It's just gonna be a, a long time before I heal. And I just like I said, I'm just thankful for everything that everyone is out there doing. And I just ask that if you could just keep it as a peaceful protest, that would that would be wonderful. Because we wanna keep his name positive.
3: Ooh. Man, protect your mind from trauma, man. I'm I'm sick of black people experiencing that kind of pain. And I'm damn sure tired of seeing black pain on TV like that. I I want everything to get the proper media coverage because awareness allows us to hold people accountable. But We got to stop acting like TV's motto isn't if it bleeds, it leaves. All this black blood spilling is good for cable TV ratings and terrible for our mental health.
7: Well, Tyler Perry, according to the family's attorney, has offered to pay for the funeral. Listen to this.
1: Lastly, we do want to acknowledge and thank... Uh, Tyler Perry, who
6: we spoke with, who will be uh, taking care of the funeral for the family.
7: He's also going to take care of their four children's college education as well.
3: No bomb for Tyler Perry? Goddamn. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. All right. Jesus Christ. I mean, all he's doing is paying for funerals and paying for kids' colleges when he doesn't have to. Salute Which to is amazing. Tyler Perry, okay? Absolutely.
7: All right. Now, let's talk about a police officer who did the right thing, and she's now trying to get her pension reinstated. She's a black police officer, Carrie O'Horn. She was terminated in 2008 from the Buffalo Police Department. They determined that she used unwarranted physical force. She actually tried to stop a chokehold that white officer Gregory... Kwiatowski used during the 2000, uh, 2006 arrest. Now, she's, uh, they said it's important to look at that case now with a new set of eyes. So she long maintained that she only physically intervened in the arrest because she felt like Officer Kwiatkowski wouldn't listen to her verbal protest, and he seemed out of control with anger over whatever happened before she got to the scene of this domestic call. When he didn't stop choking him, she said, then I just grabbed his arm from around the suspect's neck as part of, and now she's trying to get her pension reinstated. And she said he then responded by punching her in the face. Mm.
3: So, hold so you're telling me that she lost her pension because she saved the life? She lost her pension for protecting and serving? Isn't that what you're supposed to do when you're in that uniform and you wear a badge? Absolutely. Regardless, yeah, gotta... regardless of who the criminal is, absolutely, you're supposed place, to serve. Yes, like, absolutely. Yes. In that case, it sounds like the, the other police officer was the criminal. She stopped somebody from losing their life. She did her job. She protected and served. That's what you're supposed to do. How do you lose your pension for doing your job?
7: Yeah, that's crazy. She saw that he was very angry, choking somebody, probably about to kill them, and felt like she had to save that person's life. And now she doesn't have a pension anymore, and she was wrong. It is important to relook at that. And that was, what, 14 years ago? Yeah, if she doesn't have happened.
6: a pension. Did she he get, lost her job. She should be able to sue. Yeah, she should definitely open this back up. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Did
3: he get Did he get disciplined for um, punching her in the face? Uh, I don't
7: think so. I mean, I don't know. It okay, didn't look, mention that.
3: So let's have that young lady on. What's her name? What's her name, Angelique? Uh,
7: Cario Horn. C-A-R-I-O-L.
3: Car- Cario Horns? Yes. Cario Horn. Horns. uh, Horn, Carrie Horn. If you know Carrie Horn, I don't know where she's from. I don't know
6: where she's. Is she from you? Uh, we. It's in New New Buffalo. Club. Buffalo, New York.
3: Yeah. Oh, she's right there in Buffalo, New York. We should definitely be able to get at her. We need her on the Breakfast Club. We need to put some uh, jumper cables on that story. It's definitely we, some we, pressure. We, we need to, yeah. We need to empower her. Give her, give her a voice. That's some right. Pressure on, on, on them to get, get our pension back. Absolutely. Do you see Carrie Horn? Me? If you know
6: Carrie Horn.
7: Do I see what? Her age. Uh, no, I don't know how old she is, but I know that this, okay. like I said, this incident happened in
6: 2006. She was fired in 2008. Yeah, yeah. DM us, DM you know, yes. reach out, call, email,
3: whatever Answer you can the, to get in touch with us. Yeah. We'll find it. What's, do we have an email? I'm, I don't remember us giving out an email ever on this show, but but definitely call us or DM us on uh, social <laughs> media. My my DM my DM is C to God, C T H A G O D. Hit me on Twitter because I, I, I I'll see that before I see Instagram. And she was a
7: 19-year veteran when she was fired, and she was only wow. one year short of receiving her pension.
6: That's effed
3: up. Oh, that man. is effed uh, tweet, up. Tweet yeah, tweet us something. Come on, we we can get in touch with this young lady. We gotta. We gotta she has uh, to have a family song. member that
6: listens. She has a Twitter page. She has a Twitter
7: page. Yeah. Oh, what's, what's a Twitter her Twitter page? I hope this is her real Twitter page, oh, but, but it's her boy. name, Carrie Horn. It says, former police officer fired for stopping the killing of a handcuffed, unarmed black man.
3: Spell it no again.
6: You you know, you C-A-R-I-O-L. Cario, what's his last name? H-O-R-N-E. Horn, H-O-R-N-E.
7: H-O-R-N-E. Mm-hmm.
6: Okay, I see it. Let me see oh, yeah, I see it. it. You see it? Yeah, oh, she's yeah, been yeah, having this is, uh, Twitter
7: page for a while, so this is her.
6: Police so, she's no. been she has a website and all that. Born the and ground. you can yeah, see you she's done too.
7: some news. They have a change.org petition also.
3: Oh to yeah.
6: Sign. Oh yeah. Let's reach out to her. Oh yeah. Let's
3: reach out to Sugar. She has man. a website, Code of Mama.
6: Silence, Police Line, Do Not Crawl. Oh, yeah. She yeah. She has a story. Yeah, we're, Hear her story. We reaching out to Sugar Mama right now. Oh, she's be she's Mama. been doing she's been doing interviews and all that. But yeah, she's been talking about it.
3: What are we gonna bring mm-hmm. on? Punch
6: in the face. Oh five. She's food. an activist. Oh, yes. She's an activist. Yeah, she's All definitely right. an activist. Cariel she, horn. We're she was sued you, by the officer that punched in the face for $65,000. He actually collected $20,000. We're looking for you, Queen. And guess
3: what? If we uh, can't get her her pension back from the police, uh, we can collectively come together and um, raise money to, 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 to hopefully give
6: Cariel horn a nice little lump sum. She then did she was sued did the right thing. She was sued by the attorney that represented her for 303000 dollars because the PBA union was supposed to represent her, but they, they didn't, so she had to she was sued for that. Oh, this wow. this is a story. Yeah, wow. you do the
7: you do the right thing wow. and this is how you get treated.
6: August 2019 exactly. lived in a homeless shelter. She was diagnosed with PTSD. Her- wow. What her
3: hashtag says All no right. more sugar coatings. Carry your horn. Please reach out to us. We're reaching out to you right now though. How do you DM people if you don't follow? I do not know how to use this thing.
7: Just tweet her. All right.
6: Well, people will tweet, All right, guys. All right, well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, uh, you want to talk about Insecure, guys?
7: You know I do. That is my show, and it was the season finale episode that came on Sunday. I tried to give you all day, just in case you didn't see it when it first aired, so I don't want to give any spoilers out, but everybody's been talking about it on social media already. And apparently, Issa, as you know, and Lawrence got back together. But Lawrence had been dating Condola for a period of time, and now Condola's back in the picture because she's pregnant. Is she going to keep it? Yes.
3: This is not a good time. We're not even together. Why would you want this?
7: This is not ideal
1: for me either, but that's just not an option for me. I wasn't ready
2: with Mark, but this time I want to keep it. And it's not like I don't want kids. I do.
6: So this means you're getting back with her. No, no. I told you I want to be with you. But you're having a baby with someone else. But I didn't plan
3: this, Isa. I don't.
6: I don't want this
3: to happen.
1: I know. You can be as involved as you want. Either way,
7: I'm good. So you see, they cut from is Condola fault. to him telling Isa, and then back to Condola. What?
3: It's all. It's all Isa's fault. And the don't try, is it. Issa's don't fault try it. Don't try it. Because it's because I've been telling Isa since season one. Where are the condoms, Isa? Where are the condoms? They just started having condoms on that show last season and this season. Okay, so yeah. Are oh, so you what mean Issa from behind the scenes, not sex. On the...
7: Okay.
3: So what is the question? Oh, you're talking about the show. All those years of unprotected sex caused Lawrence to have that baby. Yes, you should have written. You should have written uh, uh, condoms into your character. So okay, what's, you what's you're the talking about for? Issa
7: as the producer and creator, not Issa as a character. It's not Issa's Both. character's fault. Okay. No. So the question is, should Issa stay with Lawrence? I mean, look, he got Condola pregnant. He wasn't he didn't cheat. He did get her pregnant and now he's back with Issa. He doesn't want to be with Condola. But then I think there's always the fear, is he gonna get back together with her? Because they do have a baby together and he's gonna have to be in this baby's life. If you were Issa, what would you do? This man is your soulmate. Y'all broke up, got back together, everything's fresh. He's what he's the person that makes you happy, but now there's this bump in the road. What would you do?
6: alright hundred five eight right, 800-585-1051. Uh, I'm guessing you're asking if you were Issa Rae, what would you do, right? That is the question? hmm mm-hmm. Call us up right now. I just got a crazy uh, DM. I hope, uh, you want to hear it? That's funny. No. I hope a white man steals no. your punk-ass dog, then attacks it on your co-host. Ew. Ow. Well, which co-host? Are we talking about you or Charlamagne? That's not nice. I know. Probably me. Yeah, probably you. But anyway, 800-585-1051. What should Issa Rae do? Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: Pull out out, out, out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. 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 Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Break break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club.
6: Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Insecure. Now, what's going on with Insecure, Yee? Yes,
7: you know, it's the season finale, and Issa and Lawrence are back together in love. But the only thing is, during the time that they had broken up, Lawrence was dating Condola, and she's now pregnant. Listen to this. Is she going to keep it? Yes.
3: Well, this is not a good time. We're not even together. Why would you want this? This
7: is not ideal for me either, but that's just not an
1: option for me. I wasn't ready with Mark, but this time I want to keep it. And it's not like I don't want kids. I do.
6: So this means you're getting back with her. No, no. I told you I want to be with you.
3: But you're having a baby with someone else. But I didn't plan this, Isa. I don't, I don't want this to happen. I know. You
1: can be as involved as you want. Either way...
3: I'm good. FYI, this is a complete spoiler alert for me. I did not uh, see Insecure this past Sunday. I'm actually two episodes behind, so I'm the season finale. This your fault, sir.
7: And, you know, I did wait a day to give people a day to catch up just in case they didn't see it Sunday. We could have did this yesterday, but I said, we'll wait a day.
6: Mm -hmm. And here we are. So what is the the question? question?
7: So the question is, if you were Issa, do you think she should stay with Lawrence? He says he wants to be with Issa. He doesn't want to be with Condola, but he does have a baby on the way.
3: Um, this may be the politically correct answer, but it's the correct answer. That's really on Issa. Because no woman is not no woman is obligated to stay because the love of her life got somebody else pregnant. If she chooses to stay, that's on her. But if she chooses to leave, that's on her too. Cause she don't owe Lawrence nothing. What the hell? She gotta be somebody. But if vulnerable?
7: you if you were Issa, what would you do?
3: Yeah, if I, you were I really don't Issa know. Charlemagne. If, I, if I was I probably wouldn't <laughs> I so probably confused. wouldn't stick around. I probably wouldn't stick around to be somebody's stepmama. Like, he need to handle his responsibilities. Like, And by the way, when you say in that moment to me, I don't want this baby, that kind of shows what kind of man you are. You can't not want the baby just because you don't like the girl. You hit that raw. You had unprotected sex with her. You shot her club up. So now you can't just say, well, I don't like her, so I don't want to be with the child. What kind of Negro are you? So
6: if I was Issa, I'd probably walk, because that shows what kind of character you got. So you wouldn't stay with that man? You want a different man? man <laughs> shut up. What would you do, Ye?
7: You know, it's interesting because I'm looking at Twitter right now and Cassie said she should stay because they're soulmates and he never loved Condola. And um, Malin said Issa should stay because the love they have now is undeniable. And if it was me, though, I think that I would have to wait. Wait it out. I think I would probably, it would be hard for me to break up with somebody because they've been together for so long. They lived together, broke up. She's been wanting him this whole time. That was the one person she was in love with. But I would also have to take it really slow and not jump all the way in because I'd be a little nervous. I got to see how he acts. He was dating Condola. He did seem to really like her. And sometimes a baby could bring people together, so I would be a little bit concerned.
3: Yeah, but that doesn't, I agree with you on that end too, but that doesn't say a lot about Lawrence's character. Like, you don't want your child just because you don't like the woman? That's lame as hell, I mean, bro.
7: He just said it wasn't a good time for him. And listen, I think men should, I agree with that. It's hard, but it, he was being honest about it. And I'm Lawrence does seem like the type of person who will step up to his responsibilities, but I'm sure in his head he was thinking, how am I going to tell Issa this? I just finally got in a good space in my relationship, and now I have to drop this. And he just found out at that moment, so that was his initial reaction. And so sometimes that's hard. He wasn't expecting it.
6: Yeah, I think it's up to Issa. I, I think it's it's one of those things. You uh, Having a baby outside of their bond and their relationship can make things difficult or it could be okay. I mean, it's just one of those things. Do you want to deal with that? You might be like, hey, I don't want that stress. I don't want to deal with that. I want a fresh start or whatever it may be. So I think it's up to Issa. Whatever Issa feels is... is well, yeah, we know that, it.
7: but we're just saying, what would you do if you were Issa?
6: I tell that man to take
3: care of his responsibilities just because you ain't like that girl. Don't tell me you didn't like that girl because you liked her enough to hit it raw. You liked her enough to have unprotected sex (laughs) with her and shoot her club up. Okay, you liked her that much, didn't you? That's
7: given, but would you stay? Would you stay with your soulmate?
6: But they've been together before, right? They've been together. They have history. They love each other. So, yeah, I mean... Now you got to raise
7: another woman's baby, too.
6: I mean, Somebody yeah, but, but that's you feel that's your soulmate. You feel that's, you know, that, that they have some type of love and some type of bond, you know? This is something that happened beforehand. We've seen it in relationships before. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I would stay. Think about Dwayne Wayne By and way, Gabrielle Union. Wasn't it the same? Similar, something like that? They were already together. They were already together. By the way— um, I thought they took a break at that time. And I don't
3: know. By the way, y'all only like stuff like this on TV. If this is real <laughs> life, y'all be like, oh hell no, Isa. You better leave his ass, girl. You can do better. Y'all only like stuff like this on TV. You tell him, girlfriend. Let's go to the phone lines. That's Lawrence funny. didn't. Why well, we gotta wrap up, Eddie? Our All producer right. telling us to wrap up. AM Lawrence ain't wrap up.
6: 585-1051. We'll take your calls when we come back. as the Breakfast Club? Good morning. It's topic time.
0: call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the breakfast club talk about it
6: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yi Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Insecure. Uh, just tell them briefly, uh, Yee, what we're talking about.
7: Yes, yeah, so on the season finale, apparently Lawrence has gotten Condola pregnant. Condola is the woman he was dating while he and Issa were not together. But now him and Isa have gotten back together. They are soulmates. They're in a great space. But he had to break the news to Isa that Condola's pregnant.
6: All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. What would you do? 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? This is Jerry. Hey, good morning. What would you do?
2: Good morning. Okay, I'm on the same boat as Issa, and I'm staying.
3: See? Now, why are you staying? What happened? Tell us your real life story.
2: (sighs) Huh. long story it's a long story we've been together well i was with him oh it happened to you but, um yeah
6: she said it happened to her
2: yeah wow yeah so i was with him and i was pregnant when i got with him and then we stopped talking and now he got somebody else pregnant wow so, so but you guys are back together know, I'm taking a leap of faith yeah i'm taking a leap of faith i'm staying and we'll see what happens <laughs>
3: Okay. okay. Well, I, mean, I hope you. it all works out for it's you. It's on you. Your, your kids way, will be growing up together. <laughs> yeah, it's on right? you. That's, that's your decision. You, people have to live with the choices that they make. You make, you're making a choice. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't.
7: She's taking a leap of faith. I'm not mad
3: at her. Have, all right. Have a good day, stepmama.
6: Stop it. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is
2: Dee from Nashville.
6: Hey, Dee hey, from Dee. Nashville. Good morning. Now, what would you do in this good situation? Morning, good morning.
2: Um, I've been in that situation actually. Um mm. me and my guy was together about three years and then we had a little hiatus and he saw all the people and I did too, but when we got back together we found out uh nine months later it was a baby. Um he had a test and it was his and uh Ooh. Ooh. I had to end up going to therapy, it was hard, but we stayed together for a very long time and now the baby is like nine years old. So, uh I'm a little older so And it you know, worked out, okay. Yeah, we, yeah, definitely worked it out. So um, right. he has a baby mama from hell, but you know,
7: he yeah. um, worked it out. That's so. the other part, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's oh, interesting yeah, because yeah, you okay. didn't you didn't find out until the woman already had the baby. So it's not like you knew ahead of time.
2: No, didn't know anything. Um, she let him know um, that she had a baby. He had no idea. He was thinking like, no, nah, it's not going to be mine. But um, and it was. He had a test, and it was. Yeah. Oh. So mm-hmm. did you, it was did you, hard. Did you, it you so
3: chast- hard, but Did you chastise him? Did you chastise him at all for uh, having unprotected sex with other women because you oh, thought that was something special between that's y'all? The had okay.
2: to, that's the part I had to go to therapy about because it was like, you okay, know, like I'm not gonna be sitting back waiting to see if I have something, you know? Like, you right? Know, it was, just, get, it was, it was right. really, really hard. It was really hard. The, for me. the first yes, thing yeah, you do they is they have, go get tested.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, definitely so. So that's the part I was <laughs> having an issue with, but um. Yeah, we worked it out, and I
3: love
7: the child, and all of that Okay, so, so
3: there's hope for easy. I, I just want everybody out there to know that raw is rare, okay? You ain't supposed to be out here just raw and randoms, all right? When you take that condom off, it's supposed to be with that special someone. That, 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 that unprotected sex is for your soulmates, okay? Jesus Christ.
7: And ladies, y'all know when your man teaches, the first thing you do is go get that test and be like, now I got to go get tested because you running around with your dirty d-t. That's the first thing we do. Goodness Fantastic.
6: gracious, guys! All right, eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We're taking your calls. Call us up. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: Call me. And your opinions to the Breakfast Club. Top. Come on. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one.
6: Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Insecure. You want to give us a quick rundown, Yee?
7: Yes, Issa and Lawrence are back together. They had broken up for a little while, but the only thing is Issa got Condola pregnant, a girl that he was dating, while him and Issa were on a break. And now he had to break the news to Issa, but they are soulmates should she stay.
6: Now, Charlemagne said, uh uh, uh. I wouldn't stay. I gotta get that's me another what I, man. You didn't. What, well, what did no, you
3: no, no. That's not what I said. What I what said, said was, <laughs> it's, oh, I said, it's, I said it sounds politically correct, but it's absolutely on Issa. That's a decision that. No, we said, Issa what would
6: you do if you were in that situation? Yeah, we, we, we
3: know Issa.
7: that. But yes, if it was um, you, I
3: said, I said, I don't, I, I don't know. I probably. No, would you didn't. Not, I, I probably would not stick around, not because of the situation, but because I think that shows how terrible that man's character is. Like, you can't just not be in your child's life because you don't like the girl because she was good enough for you to have unprotected sex with. She was good enough for you to have sex with her raw and shoot her club up, but now all of a sudden, she's not good enough to raise a child with? What type of are you?
6: You tell him, girl. Uh, Nae, what would you do? Uh,
7: I think that I would just have to take it slow and be really cautious. But I probably, if it was me... Because we were on a break and he was being honest with me, I'll try to make it work. And if it would, doesn't, me too. You know,
6: yeah, me too. I mean, it's okay. Yes. If that's my soulmate, we broke up, we're back together. You did this in our break. I think I might stay. All right, but let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this?
2: Monica.
6: Hey, Monica. What would you do in this situation?
2: Oh, I would totally leave, but that's just being selfish. Because in reality, it's Issa's fault. So it's kind of the things that now she got to like put her head together on what she really gonna do. Yeah, she, I mean, she cheated first and I was he came back and now she got to deal with the consequences that happened afterwards so you're saying it's karma yeah it's one of them things. she just got to deal with it I wouldn't I know okay. I, I would leave but like I said that's just being selfish but they was broke up okay. so she can't blame them yeah.
7: there's nothing wrong with being selfish though just so you know you can be selfish sometimes that's on you
2: uh, you definitely can be selfish I know I am but in that case is one <laughs> of the things that I'm trying to be optimistic
6: <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you mama Hello, who's this? This is Anita. How are you? I'm doing well in yourself. Now, we're, we're talking uh, insecure. What would you do in that situation?
5: Um, uh, Move with him to San Francisco and
7: make sure <laughs> he paid child support. You wouldn't want him to be around no, the child, though, and be in the child's life? Yeah, that's what I said. But. No, you said pay child said, support. You didn't, I didn't I say nothing about. Know
5: what? To be honest with you, he does have a good heart. So he does want to be around him. So, but I would still um, move with him to San Francisco, and he would have the baby when he wants it, and then take it from there. But I would move with him to San Francisco, because there's going to be a chance that he's not going to go, and they're going to get together, to be honest mm, with you. No, I, so now you gotta babysit, no, no. Now
7: you got to babysit him. Babysit who? Him, because you can't just be all up on him because you're nervous that if you're not there, what he might do. And Issa also has her whole own life in L. A., so that's yeah, a little if difficult. I,
3: if I if I was that young woman's father, uh, if that was my daughter, I would encourage her not to do that. I'm like, you gonna uproot your whole life and move to San Francisco because that nigga got a baby with another woman? Hell no! That ain't how life works. You got your own thing going on. You would encourage your daughter yes, to do that? And she? Well,
6: hell no.
5: If you remember at the, but if she actually almost said that that she would go with him. If you were, if you would look at it, she would give him that look like, "Well, I'll go with you."
7: No, what she, she said, said was, she "It's said a forty-five minute flight."
5: End, if you remember the end, she gave mm-hmm. the look like, "I will just go with you," because he looked at her like, well, "You will come," and she looked like, "Well, yeah." She didn't say it, but she said, I feel she like go I, with I, I with heard her
7: it. say, "It's just a forty-five minute flight." Yes. Like it's time. It's time.
3: And one nah. more let's thing. be clear. I
7: would like to say to you guys, thank you of think
5: <laughs> of Miss Horn because that story moved me so badly. Like I'm happy that they're gonna reach out to her and help her. Thank you. Oh yeah, we're thank gonna, you
6: gonna get we're say. gonna get we're gonna yeah. Get I reached out Horn, to her right. on Instagram too. I reached out to her uh, on Instagram too. So hopefully we're
3: gonna we're gonna get Miss Horn right. Listen, um, everybody. Somebody called in earlier and said, didn't that happen to Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade? I said. I don't that. know if y'all noticed or not. Lawrence ain't no goddamn D. Wade. Okay, what does that mean? That is not no reason to be. That is not no reason to be uprooting and moving to San Francisco. Is Lawrence going to San Francisco to get a hundred million dollar contract to play
6: for some team? It's not about the okay money, then. bro. It's about he's the soul. Man, you a bird. Well. He's doing well. <laughs> you a bird, yo. So everything is not about the money.
7: Okay. Um, I love <laughs> you know the fact that you. Marcus Jordan tweeted us. What he said. Uh, he said, has anybody suggested that maybe they broach discuss the topic of miscarriages next season?
3: Hey, shut up, Marcus. We talking about now. Marcus, uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Knock it off, Marcus. Marcus <laughs> is too I'm, I'm, I'm
7: glad he's it. I'm into it.
3: <laughs> Goodness gracious. We are talking Marcus. about right here, right now? We ain't talking <laughs> about storylines for next season. We need to get sports back <laughs> on Goodness for Marcus. Christ. See, Marcus is <laughs> <he's> <laughs> Yes, yes, to please. But this, this is why you got to bring the NBA back right here. We need Marcus <laughs> arguing about who better, Michael or LeBron. We're <laughs> <Not laughs> talking <laughs> about miscarriages for insecure Goodness season six or seven that hasn't even happened yet.
6: Oh my Jesus goodness. Christ, all right. We got rumors on the way, Yee.
7: <laughs> yes, let's talk about the BET Awards. They have made all kinds of announcements. It's gonna be virtual this year. And let's see what you think about the nominations.
6: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk
0: NBA players. It's This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
7: Right, well, we're talking about the NBA season coming back. And for NBA players who choose not to play, they are going to lose one ninety-second of the money that's owed to them for each game. So they're going to lose that amount of money. So they said it's a higher proportion of salary than when players lose money for when they're suspended.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm really not understanding this. I saw Dwight Howard on CNN last night, and I don't understand why people are acting like athlete activism has not always been a thing, Why? why they're acting like people have not always protested via sports. Like, I don't understand why they're acting like this would be a distraction. It makes zero sense to me. You can use the NBA to actually shine light on what's going on more by just doing demonstrations, by doing things like wearing I, can, I Can't I can Breathe t-shirts and wearing Black Lives Matters, you know, sweatbands on your arms, whatever. Like, you can bring attention to it. Speak about it in your post-game conferences, your pre-game conferences. Like, I, it's, it's, I don't know. Whatever.
7: All right. Well, we'll keep you updated on what's going on with this NBA season. You see the WNBA is coming back, though, at the end of July also.
3: And, so they definitely coming back. And, and one back. quick question. hmm mm-hmm. One quick question. For all the brothers um, who say they're not going to play in the NBA, who aren't going back to work because that is their job, are they going to be, what are they going to be doing? Are they going to be front lines of the social justice movement, whether it's protests, whether it's, you know, funding people who are on the ground? Like, what are they going to be doing in in the interim? I don't know. Right. Well,
7: listen, and Kyrie should still be getting paid, though, because he's out with an injury. So he still will be able to not play but still get paid. All right, now let's discuss why Lecrae was trending this morning. And it's because he was having a conversation with Pastor Lou Giglio and also Chick-fil-A CEO Dan Cathy about race and the church. This conversation happened on June 14th. And this is the clip that everyone's talking about.
3: We understand the curse that was slavery and we say that was bad but we miss the blessing of slavery that it actually built up the framework for the world that white people live in and lived in and so a lot of people call this white privilege and when you say those two words it just is like a fuse goes off for a lot of white people if the phrase is the trip up Let's get over the phrase and let's get down to the heart. Sure. Let's get down to what then do you want to call it? And I think maybe a great thing for me is to call it white blessing—that I am living in the blessing of the curse that happened generationally mm-hmm. that allowed me to grow up in Atlanta. You said white privilege was a blessing.
6: Yeah, so that was the same a little difficult to be called
3: a blessing. I mean, it was, I've never looked at it from that perspective, but I'm not white. But you know, you're lying. If we can't see why a white person would think white privilege was a blessing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. We, act like Satan, we act like Satan doesn't have a kingdom too. Yes. Now, if as a person in media, white person-
7: I haven't yeah, heard but- the whole interview, so it's hard sometimes, you know, people take a clip and they post it. And so it's important for me to see what Lecrae's response was and what he said after that to go and watch the whole thing because I see people are upset at Lecrae for sitting there and nodding his head while this conversation was happening.
3: I have not heard the interview. I, I didn't even hear about the interview till I got uh, here this morning, in here, what got on the show this morning. But I would definitely be watching that interview later because it just looks interesting on paper. Lecrae talking to the CEO of
6: Chick-fil-A. A. I would. That wasn't the, the CEO of Chick-fil-A what? that said that. That was the pastor who was that said that. that.
7: Who was, who was oh, speaking Louis, in that uh, part? Louis Giglio, that I think his name
6: is. Yeah, it was, that was Louis Giglio. I think his name is Giglio that said that.
3: Well, you got to mm-hmm. understand why he would think white privilege was a blessing. They got 400 years of free labor, Okay. Systemically, they just get treated much better in this country. They're at the top of the food chain in every statistical category. Of course, he would think white privilege is a blessing.
7: All right, now let's talk about the 2020 BT Award nominations. So, Drake has the most with six nominations. And then Meg Thee Stallion, and Roddy Rich have five each. And mm-hmm. Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Chris Brown, Lizzo, and The Baby have four nominations each. It will all be hosted by Amanda Seals. So, that should be interesting hey, and funny to watch.
6: Drop, Shout out to Amanda Seals, Seals, man. Drop one
3: of Clues bombs for my goddamn sister, Amanda Seals. Okay? Smart, funny, and funny. And black, you know what else is, though?
7: It's also going to be airing on CBS, and that's the first time that's happened. So it will simulcast live across Viacom networks like BET and BET Her, and then it'll be nationally broadcasted on CBS on Sunday, June 28th.
3: Shout
6: out to Amanda Seals. I I, I can't wait to watch that. Absolutely.
3: Amanda Seals, listen, that's what Amanda Seals does. If you've never been to a Smart, Funny, and Black live show, then you have no idea how much of a beast Amanda Seals is when it comes to hosting something like that. She, she, She will body that body that well, ju- smart funny just judging
7: black. from just judging from her stand-up i'm sure this would be very well done and put together she's a perfectionist um, now bt has also unveiled the lineup of performers that includes alicia keys chloe and holly The baby d smoke jennifer hudson john legend jonathan McReynolds, kane brown little Wayne, meg the stallion roddy rich sir summer walker usher wayne brady and more so, so how Terrence are they doing J. this again
6: are they doing it in it's gonna one- be- Go ahead. Virtual. Mm-hmm. Virtual. But are they, are they doing it in one building and then no crowd and they air it? Or is it going to be, you know, everybody doing it from their different Zoom or different cameras? Do we know that yet?
7: I have no idea yet. Huh? They did not say. Yeah, but yeah, Terrence J. and shocked. Erica Ash are, are hosting the first interactive pre-show with celebs, nominees, and special guests also.
3: Yeah, I'm shocked um, that this is going to be virtual. And the, the only reason I'm shocked that it's going to be virtual is because everybody's, you know, getting back into being out. I would think that they would find a way to do this the same way they would do a sporting event. Probably not Yeah, just audience. do it. No crowd. Just do it. No audience. And, yeah. you know,
6: let, let uh, Amanda do her thing. I think that'd you be You know, dope. a lot
7: of people probably also don't want to fly places right now. Then you got to bring in the whole I can't production tell. team.
6: Yeah, people are out you and know, about. So. They're partying. I see people all over. the. They're moving around. And, and L.A. opened back
3: up filming uh TV production, I think, on the 12th. I think they started getting back to it.
7: All right. Well, some of the nominations, you know, best female R and B pop artist is it going to be Beyonce, her Jeneico, Kalani, Lizzo, or Summer Walker? Who you got
6: mm, this, this year? I think year. Lizzo had Say a huge year.
7: Beyonce, her Jeneico, Kalani, Lizzo, Summer Walker.
3: I think Lizzo. Why Beyonce in this category? Beyonce didn't put nothing out this year.
6: Um, I think Ooh, Lizzo. Lizzo had an amazing year. I don't she know. Keeps... That's a tough one.
3: Lizzo, Kalani. <laughs> Who
6: else you say? Summer Walker. Summer
3: Walker, Janae
6: Aiko. Summer Walker had a great year.
3: I ain't gonna lie. It's a part of me that's leaning towards Summer Walker.
6: Yeah, Summer Walker and Lizzo. I think between those two. Janae Aiko, she has a top ten record right now. It's hard to say. We're basing this off last year, right? If they're
3: basing it off last year, I'll say Lizzo. Lizzo.
6: Yeah, Lizzo. Okay,
7: yeah. Okay, and the last one I asked you is for best male R&B pop artist, Anderson Pack, Chris Brown, Jacquees, Khalid, The Weeknd, or Usher?
3: Hmm. Usher? Why is Usher in this category? Usher, had a, he had a top, top five record. Last year? Hey, shut up.
6: You just be talking. Who no, then that? he has the a... Way, um, beginning of this year, he had a top uh, five record.
3: Yeah. Um, who would that be for last year? I don't know. I don't know for that. <laughs> I really don't. Best male for last year? I don't know. When the should put out that... Chris Brown. Chris Brown. I'm going to go Chris Brown because No Guidance was big last year.
6: No All Guidance right wasn't
3: no last year? Was it? No pr- wasn't last Let's year? see these
7: predictions.
3: <laughs> With Chris Brown and Drake? No guidance was definitely last year.
7: Mm. All right, guys. We got to wrap because y'all don't know. You guys can't come to any type of...
6: I ain't no of- DJ. And we supposed to know this type of stuff.
7: <laughs> uh, you know,
6: it was, you're actually right. It was released June 8, 2019. Well, the,
7: okay. I'm Angela Yee and that's your rumor report.
3: Bet you, I bet you D-Nice know that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
6: All right, and shout out to D Nice. D Nice is actually going to be DJing here this Friday for the People's Choice. That's Choices. amazing. The First time in ten years we've actually had anybody fill in. He turns fifty on Friday, so that is not I called well, him I up. filled in. I filled fill in before. Wow! I did fill in before. Look at you silencing black women.
3: Typical. <laughs>
7: <laughs> what if the ratings go up crazy when D Nice DJs?
3: Oh,
6: they will. It should. It should. It <laughs> should. Why wouldn't he? He's going to promote it to a his, his, his couple hundred thousand people that listen to him. Why wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's
7: way more than a couple hundred thousand people listening to him. Just FYI. Ooh. It is. What if people don't realize it's him and they're like, this is the best mix Envy's ever done.
6: That's fine. <laughs> be nice is my brother. That is fine. Now, Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to?
3: <laughs> uh, we need the good sister Nene Leeks to come to the front
6: of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her, please. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the phone lines right now, uh, live from the White House. We have Lee Attorney Lee Merritt on the line. Good morning, Lee. Brother. What's
3: up, King? Hey, good
4: morning, guys. How's it going? How are doing you, brother? I'm blessed, good. black, and
3: highly favored. Now, now, what is this executive order that that Trump is signing today on police reform?
4: So we're, I'm in Washington, D.C. for two reasons. Trump is signing an executive order that includes uh, some things that we asked for. Uh, when I say we, as a people, we've been negotiating for um, a comprehensive police misconduct bill, not only from the White House but from on local levels and from uh, the, from from the White House. The one that Trump plans to sign today includes a national registry of bad cops, where they, a federal registry where they track bad cops. They mm-hmm. can't transfer from department to department. Uh, you all remember the case of Antoine Rose, seventeen-year-old shot in the yep. back three times in Pittsburgh. Uh, he was shot in the back by an officer who had transferred into his department the same day that he transferred in and swore in. He killed Antoine Rose. Wow. And so this kind of uh, this kind of database would be allow departments to check that and have that information available to them before they swear in bad cops. Uh, You have another component, a major component for me is I believe that we in in Charlemagne and and actually the whole Breakfast Club last time we spoke, we talked about how the war on drugs leads to uh, so many officer-involved shootings because they have a mission of going into the inner city and killing people um, and Mm taking them to jail. Uh, The the executive order will transfer uh, resources to the health department uh, so that we treat poverty, homelessness, and addiction as a sickness, with social workers, with people other than guns uh, to replace... And mental health and issues. Cow- yeah, and mental health issues, of course. Um, obviously, mental health, drugs, and poverty are a deadly uh, combination, but the resolution to that is not more guns. You need more services to those people. So the executive order will direct resources to the services uh, to meet the needs of individuals and communities. Um, and, and there is... An additional resource for uh, police officers. Um, well, I, to, to be honest, the rest of the bill is 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 what they call window dressing and fluff. But it has some pre, um, uh, some key elements that I think that that will benefit mm-hmm. our community. I will take that conversation uh, to the Senate immediately following the meeting with, with, at the White House, and we'll discuss some more substantive changes that the community has been fighting for. Yeah, I so saw last week the, Donald uh, Trump
7: was saying this is the opposite of defunding the police.
4: Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't think Donald Trump understands the executive order himself much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, <laughs> But it, 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 it's not the opposite of defunding the police. It's not providing additional funds to the police. It's moving resources where it belongs. Uh, but mm-hmm. we can't depend on all the solutions from the White House. Uh, The the White House doesn't have control of a great deal of purse strings. The truth is that's going to come from the legislator, and that's why we're meeting with the Senate immediately following.
6: Now you're going to be speaking at the White House today. Will you get a chance to talk to Trump? Will you get a chance to pull him to the side? and Let me talk to you for a minute.
4: We will. We will. So that's a a major component of it. I I was concerned about bringing myself and a lot of the families I represent to the White House for a a photo op. Right. uh, Because that would be beneficial to the Trump campaign and would do very little for us. So we arranged a private meeting this morning with the families and myself, a round table, no cameras. And we will uh, be able to talk uh, face-to-face with Trump about some of the issues that these families are facing. What's the major issue
6: you're going to you talk t- to him about this morning?
4: Honestly, I think this all comes back down to the war on drugs. I think Trump can end the war on drugs by executive order. I think his executive order can go a lot further. For example, legalizing marijuana uh, or, or, or taking it out of the Schedule A drug category. Um, most of the arrests, drug arrests that we see are for low-level quantities of marijuana. Uh, the vast majority of police work has to do with low-level quantities of drugs. Only 5% of police work has to do with anything violent or the things that, we, that, that we've expressed. You know, maybe concerned about like what, what do we do if the cops are gone and, you know, someone breaks in your home. Uh, well, it would allow, it would free up police officers to do, to focus on things like that and move the, uh, move the fight for dealing with drugs in the streets to people who actually have these skills and resources to deal with it. But I'm bringing families like um, Atapyatta Jefferson and Ahmaud Arbery's family, and they, they get to talk to them about their personal experiences and their rights. There's so much corruption within the legal apparatus that, that it's regional, but it has some federal implications as well. All
6: right, we have more with Attorney Lee Merritt when we come back, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Trap house vibes. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Attorney Lee Merritt. He is the attorney representing the family of Ahmad Aubrey. He's at the White House this morning. Charlemagne, you, know, you know Lee, I see
3: people upset that you are, you know, going to be there. They're upset that, you know, they think Trump's going to politicize it, which I'm sure he will, just like any politician would during an election year. Is this executive order worth you being there and speaking? Uh, in front of Trump. And I, th- I think William Barr is going to be there as well,
4: right? William Barr will be there, the president of the FOP. I'm sure that he plans to fill the room with a lot of blue coats. So um, um, various members of police unions, et cetera. Um, and these are the people that are killing us. These are people who are promulgating the policies that have led to chaos in our communities, 1,100 deaths. Um, uh, by gun violence alone, uh, tens of thousands of people who are killed in other ways, maimed, injured, et cetera. Um, so yeah, these are the people that we're talking to. I don't, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it because these, this is these are the people that create the policies that have targeted our communities. Uh, yeah, we need to talk to them. Uh, we don't need to be nice to them. We need to tell them the truth. Uh, and so it's it's not a photo op time to say you know, this is not a time to pat them on the back and, and celebrate what they have done, but they need to hear from these families that their policies have injured and devastated.
3: Yeah, I think that's very important for those families to go in there and express their pain. You know what I'm saying? I think those families should be able to express their pain on any major platform, and I mean, it's no bigger platform than being at the White House. So I would love for them to go in there and tell those devils to their face, you know what I'm saying, how they feel about what's going on in this country.
4: And that's exactly right. We're bringing families from really across, uh, across the intersection of America. We have Jamel Roberson, the security guard, you know, the good guy with a gun that they all should love, right? Because these are NRA guys. Uh, He was shot in his back by a police officer after stopping a mass shooting. Uh, We're bringing uh, one, one UNT Denton, a student. His father was a chaplain for the local police department. He was hoping to become a police officer. He suffered from a mental health crisis due to a, a head trauma that he suffered in a, in a car accident, and they and, and they they didn't know how to deal with mental health. The local Denton PD didn't know how to deal with mental health, so they shot him to death. Uh, but these are people that they when they say back to blue, you got to ask what about Darius Tarver? Uh, when they say you know all oh, you need is a good guy with a gun, you have to ask what what about Jamel Roberson? And they will have to be faced with these people's families, with their children, with their mothers, and. I think that's going to be a hard. It, it, it takes the politics out, out of it and shows them the reality of how dangerous uh, policing is in America. All that's right. right.
3: And what are you what are you going to be speaking about in the Rose Garden? Because they say you're scheduled to speak in the actual Rose Garden. What are you going to be speaking about?
4: Just that, that we live in the deadliest police culture in the modern world, that there's no nation that kills or incarcerates more of its citizens, that this is a national crisis, a genocide, that we have to do something about it, uh, that the executive order begins to take steps in that direction, but we must must go much, much further. And Lee, please, man,
3: don't bite your tongue. You get up there and you let them know systemic racism exists. You let them know systemic racism exists in the police department, and until we can dismantle that mechanism of white supremacy, nothing is going to change in this country.
6: Don't bite your tongue, Lee. Mm-hmm.
4: That's
3: exactly it.
6: All right. Well, thank yes, you for checking in, Lee. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, guys. All right. Attorney Lee Merritt, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
0: Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. 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 The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club.
7: Yes, yeah, so B. Simone wants to fix the issue she had after she was accused of plagiarizing a self-help book. So a couple of different authors have called her out on social media for allegedly copying and pasting other people's work for her book, Baby Girl, Manifest the Life You Want. Here's what she had to say. I've never been an author.
2: So as an influencer, as a creative, as an entrepreneur, me and my team outsourced. We hired a team that we trusted, and they did a lot of things without my knowledge, and I am here to fix it. I've reached out to every creative involved And even though I feel like the people I hired in my team dropped the ball, I'm taking full accountability because at the end of the day, I'm the leader. I'm the CEO.
3: I have no idea what Miss Simone does, but salute to her and her marketing abilities because we've been talking about her for two days straight. I feel like I've been hearing her name for the past two weeks straight. Salute to her and all that free promo she's getting.
7: She also detailed in a caption for the video, like most creators, I outsourced a team to help me with the details, the graphics, the wording, the arrangement of my book. I trusted this team of individuals to take my vision and translate it into what I ha- I hoped to be a map towards manifestation. I have reached out directly to every content creator that was disadvantaged and I am doing everything I can to fix this issue and make everyone whole.
3: Well, how many people do you need to write a book? I mean, you know, I, I'm a New York Times best-selling author. I wrote a... Talk wrote to a him. Talk things. to him! Just... just me and my guy, Chris Moreau. I just thought it was just you and the writer.
6: That's what I thought.
3: Chris Chris Moreau, me and Chris. I mean, I write. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually write, so I make people's job easy. But, you know, Chris Moreau helps me to, you know, flesh it out and turn it into a bookie book. I guess for her, she just gave her ideas and
7: and they put it together. And, you know, a lot of people sometimes they'll have a book out and don't even know what's in some of the chapters in
6: their own book. Oh, Oh, that's ridiculous. I, I thought when you write a book, though, I, I thought the whole idea, even if you have a writer, is you talk to the writer, and they give you drafts, and then you approve it. That's not how it works? That's,
3: I mean, that's, that's the way you should do it. I mean, some people sit down, and they do interviews for their book. You know what I mean? But to Angelie's point, if the writer, you know, takes the liberty of adding some things, whether it's just information or something to give something more context, if you haven't read it, then you're going to be lost.
7: Yeah, like Yvonne Orji said, books. she's doing, doing her book right now, and she's been writing her own book, but she did it all herself. And she was like, Woo, that was a mission. And then, you know, I've been writing and I've been kind of doing everything myself. And it's not an easy thing to do. So, no, and no matter no. what, you'll get it, you'll end up getting an editor. So, but yeah, yeah so. Th- All that drama just happened for her. All right. Now, since we've been been talking about Insecure all morning, so while the season has ended, you can listen to a new podcast, Looking for Latoya. Now, if you watch Insecure, you know there's a show that they watch all the time on television that they're very into, and that's the name of the show. Well, now it is a podcast. Listen to this.
2: The following documents the events surrounded by a missing persons investigation. This investigation was conducted by family, friends, a bitch ass police department, and myself, Rose Cranberry, who is not a journalist by any means. This is Looking for Latoya.
7: Yeah, and there were a lot of guest appearances on Looking for LaToya on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, SZA was on there. Terry J. Vaughn plays the host, Rose Cranberry. Uh, Candy Burris, Carl Anthony Payne, Portia. Ray J. was on there. So, it's a show within a show. You know how they do that.
3: Well, school mm-hmm. me for being stupid. Who's LaToya? Lucky. So
7: you, When you watch... That, no.
3: Is that LaToya Lucky?
7: No. No, it's not. Oh. When you watch Insecure, you know there's, they always uh-huh. are into watching this television show on the show. Yes. So the name yes. of the show is Looking for Latoya that they're always watching. It's a fictional crime series. Oh. And so kind of like you. how, mm-hmm, like other shows watch might insecure, have. Man. It's a show with yes you do.
6: I get it. I get it. It's I hard get for me it, to talk man. to you. I know. I'm sorry. I get it. But you
3: don't watch the batch show. I mean, we even. Because I, I was I'll be listening to the Insecurity podcast with Crystal and uh, Hey Fran.
7: And you don't, don't watch the show. Else.
3: What show? No,
6: I do watch Insecure. I just haven't oh, watched okay, the last okay. two episodes. Charlamagne, did you, you know, know The New podcast. Bachelor is going to be black? You wasn't here when we talked about it. The New Bachelor is so black now going to stop watching ever. it
7: because he only, he only liked it when there was no
6: black people on. No, I'm actually excited that there's finally a black <laughs> bachelor. Well, not for me, but so you, who, you was the, I mean.
3: who was the bachelor that was flirting <laughs> with you? in Vegas, ye? Remember the bachelor uh, that was flirting with NBA in Vegas?
7: He was on The oh Bachelorette, goodness. right, if I'm not mistaken? Say oh. his name.
3: His contestant. name is Mike.
6: His name is Mike.
3: Say- <laughs> wow, his name is Mike. I don't know what his name is. Mike. Oh, yeah, he's been to the Breakfast Club. Yeah, salute to Mike. Yes. I like Mike, but not as much as Envy likes Mike. Envy likes Mike. Shut up, man.
7: <laughs> All right. Now the Oscars have been postponed to a later date because of coronavirus. So they have postponed that from at first it was from uh it was postponed from February 28th to April 25th. So this is the first time that they have ever had to move the Oscars. It was uh, since 1932. That's when they have been started doing it. So now they've moved it. And it's never happened before. So it's a different day and age. Now, Lee Daniels said that he originally, did you know this was the director for Brokeback Mountain?
3: What? And no. <laughs> <laughs> What? What happened up? <laughs> We're trying now, to be now, funny here. Now you're okay. interesting. Yeah. Now, now you're listening. Who's trying to be it. funny? <laughs> now you're listening. Lee Daniels was what?
7: <laughs> he was originally the director for Brokeback Mountain. What and happened. he said he couldn't, he couldn't get the movie made because nobody wanted to see the movie. He said it was a very expensive piece to keep, and I simply couldn't get the movie made. And eventually, you know, Ang Lee did it, and he said he couldn't watch it for 15 years because he couldn't imagine any other filmmaker doing it justice. But eventually he did see the movie, and he loved the direction of it. He said he did it in a way that was palatable for many heterosexuals around the world, and then Brokeback Mountain went on to win three Oscars, and that included a Best Director.
3: Well, it's not too late to direct Broke Black Mountain, Lee. Okay, now's a good time. You know what I mean? I will guarantee you can get that made at any studio in America right now. Broke and I know Black two Mountain.
7: guys I work with that could star in it.
3: I'm not a cowboy. I'm just a cowboy fan. It's okay, you know what? That might can work, too. I'm sure he's <laughs> right. <like that. laughs> I mean, I may not have to be a cowboy, but I can be a cowboy fan. Broke oh, Black Mountain. Let's go, Lee. Lee, let's go, baby. Broke Black Mountain. Let's go.
7: Cowboys versus Giants.
3: Ooh. I like it. <laughs> Clearly, the Cowboys at the bottom. <laughs>
7: All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee.
3: How did
6: we get here, man? I don't know, man. I hate you guys. All I'm right.
3: Serious, though we, we could do that. We could do Broke Black Mountain right now. Now would be a good time.
6: I'm not getting on no it's horse. You, what are you talking about?
3: It, I'm not talking no, about us, yeah. man. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, could be a
7: different
6: version. <laughs> it could just be a, a whole remake.
7: Other version. It could be a remake. It yes. could be like two radio personalities.
3: No, like no, that. no, no,
6: no. I'm not oh, doing you gotta
3: that. You got to have the Cowboys. You got to have the Cowboys. <laughs> Two black Cowboys. And it could just be <laughs> Broke Black Mountain directed by Lee Daniels. The world wasn't ready for that back then. They ready for it now, Lee. You had good. to grease them up.
6: You had to get them ready. Yeah, all right. Prep them. Grease them up, right? There you go. All right. I'm That's not it. talking to you guys anymore. All right. Well, uh, Revolt, will see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else with People's Choice mixes up next, and today is Tupac's birthday, so let me know your favorite Pac joint. We'll get it on. Mm. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, Good morning. Um, shout to uh, Lee Merritt for uh, joining us this morning. Look mm-hmm. to Lee
3: Merritt. He's speaking at the White House today uh, at the Rose Garden because uh, mm-hmm. Donald Trump is signing some executive order for police reform. So I can't wait to see how that goes. And a salute to Lee Daniels. Uh, Me and Angelique figured out the whole new movie for Broke Black Mountain. You know, she suggested, who would you suggest to star in it?
7: Well, actually, one of our uh, producers uh, suggested Little Nas X.
3: Little Nas X would be amazing. Broke Black Mountain, the remake of Broke Black Mountain, since we found out earlier that Lee Daniels was supposed to direct the original, but they was fronting on him back in the day because he was black. So he can who remake do start it, broke black How mountain did no, We Little did not Nas say
7: all that. X. He said it was just too expensive to get made and nobody wanted to see I'm, it. <laughs> say all that.
3: I'm just, just trying, I'm just trying to make Hollywood <laughs> guilty so they do the remake. That's all. <laughs> but Broke Black Mountain Star and Little Nas X would be amazing. He needs a co-star. Go. Um, I don't know who his co-star would be. I don't think that we should typecast. Somebody said Frank Ocean. I don't think that's correct. I think that we should get a heterosexual man to play a uh a broke black cowboy. Why well, was that movie yeah, called Brokeback I... Mountain
6: anyway?
7: Envy.
6: Envy saw it. I don't, I don't remember. I did see it. I don't remember. I seen it with my wife. I, I, I don't remember. I've, I don't know. I've never seen Brokeback
3: Mountain, but I remember one time uh, we was on vacation and we was in uh, in, in Anguilla. I love Anguilla. Slew to the island of Anguilla. They got elections coming up, and we were gonna watch Moonlight, but Moonlight was restricted on the island. I and love so that was movie. Like, well, damn, is, is, is it just Moonlight? So I thought about the other movie. I thought about any other movie I knew that was about gay people. So I said, oh, Brokeback Mountain. So I went. That was restricted. Next thing I know, Netflix took me down this whole rabbit hole of gay cinema. And every single thing was restricted on the island.
6: Mm. I'm saying like, I've never gotten a chance to watch Brokeback Mountain. Okay. while
7: well, we're home right, right
6: now. Yeah, so you got time, so you can watch a couple of them. All right, when we come back, we got the positive notes, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Do you know Uh, Ford, the car company, is planning to reveal a new Bronco on OJ's birthday?
7: Yes. That, oh, my God. That's a little weird Timing.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey,
3: they're taking advantage of marketing. Everybody likes marketing and promotion. I don't know why they act like they don't. Like, And then people want to act so morally uh, morally sound. When they know good and damn well, they're just trying to sell cars. That's it. It's actually a great day to market the Bronco. Uh, that, I
7: don't know about that particular date, but
3: okay. And listen, I want to salute Columbia, South Carolina, man, the 803. Um, this Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., uh, I will be providing free drive-through COVID-19 testing, okay? It will be at the, um, it will be at the, it will be at Benedict College's Charles W. Johnson Stadium from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. this Friday and Saturday. We got free COVID-19 drive through testing. Salute to DHEC and Prisma Health and, uh, Mayor Steven Benjamin and Hot 1039 in Columbia, South Carolina, and the Big DM 101.3, okay? So this Friday and Saturday, 10, a, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., free COVID-19 drive through testing at Benedict College's Charles W. Johnson Okay?
6: Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, leave us on a positive note.
3: Listen, the positive note on Tupac's Born Day, man, is no shame in needing help. Okay? No one ever said you were born with all the tools you need to solve every problem you'd face in life. If you need help, just ask. Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or you all done?